Hey guys, this is the Busy Girls Brunch. I'm Olivia Denton. Welcome to the show. So this is episode two. Thank you so much for coming back. If you see, if you're watching the video and you see me look down, I'm checking my notes just so you know. Thanks again for being here. If you ever want to attend a Busy Girls Brunch, there's one on July 20th in Philadelphia. You can go to bgb.ticketleap.com to get your ticket today before they're all gone. They're actually pretty close to being sold out. I'm excited. I love a good sold out brunch. Amazing women, end to end at the table. Great food, great conversation. This time we're talking about finding the message in your mess. The thing that you're going through can very well help someone else and... That's an amazing thing. So we're working through that. We're enjoying each other's company, networking with great people. I hope you can make it to the room. I hope you're there. I hope you have your seat at the table. It'll be great. Also, we have the Brand Skills Workshops going on every Thursday, the remaining Thursdays in July. So we're talking about business modeling, uh, building a brand and creating authority and marketing. It is a good time. It's very hands-on and also very conversant. Sometimes, you know, the instructor speaks and you don't get a chance to ask the questions. I want you to ask questions. It is a very, you know, Socratic classroom. I want everyone to learn by conversation and by doing. So I'm here to help you. Let's do this. I'm excited about that. So today, we're talking about women, money, and negotiations. I was scrolling through my Facebook feed, and I saw a post from a Facebook friend, teen therapist, and author, Janae Johnson. Hi, Janae Johnson. You're doing great work. And her status said, do they still call it a status? I guess this is just a post now. Her post said... Meetings about money make me excited. As women, we need to be more comfy with money convos. Super true. She's absolutely right. When I saw this, I agreed 100%. I think that generally we don't like to talk about money very much. Moreover, we don't like to connect money to our value and talk uh, about it in negotiations and really kind of fight for what we actually deserve. I know there are reasons for this. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but, um, it's definitely a thing. Now, women, we are increasing in education. Um, we are super duper educated. (laughs) I think every other day I see another friend talking about their master's or their PhD or some new certification or, you know, some other pursuit of knowing and doing better. So we are amazing in our respective fields, increasingly becoming head of household and becoming more responsible or having to become more responsible with money. Not everyone is walking toward, uh, you know, getting married, living with parents, like having someone else taking care of you. So as women, we need to be able to know, you know, how to talk about money, but also how to make sure that we're getting paid and compensated appropriately for our skills, our value, all those great things. So in a 2017 Forbes article, by Carol Sanker, or Sankar, founder of the Confidence Factor for Women, 
She said, the act of professional negotiation has a completely different definition for men than for women. For women, negotiation is seen as an improper act of appearing greedy or desperate. It is frowned upon by women who are often intimidated by the act of asking for their worth in business and the workplace. The same could not be further from the truth for men. In fact, men are encouraged to ask, renegotiate compensation agreements, partnerships, and more. It is a highly marketable skill, which is viewed as a key leadership strategy. So women are encouraged to just kind of take what they're given, whereas men are more encouraged to keep asking for more over and over. Um, I know that I've heard that sometimes in the workplace, people have said to women that, you know, you are not the one who's taking care of the family. You're not the one who's considered the breadwinner. So you don't necessarily need to ask for more. Um, so it, it's, I think things like that are just really, really interesting. Um, and it almost creates a lack of confidence in asking just because there's been a history of women not being able to ask. Now, according to Ascend, a Harvard Business Review publication, um, a woman's reluctance to negotiation may not necessarily be about confidence, um, but more of the, the social aspect. So it might have a social cost for her to negotiate her worth. The article said, their reticence is based on an accurate read of the social environment. Women get nervous, a nervous feeling about negotiating for higher pay because they are intuiting correctly that self-advocating for higher pay would present a socially difficult situation for them. By negotiating their worth when it comes to monetary compensation, asking for more can make a woman seem difficult. It can make her seem, as was stated before, um, that she's greedy and that she's just trying to get more than she actually deserves. She could very well deserve it, but because she's asking for it, it may seem that, you know, she's pushing a little bit too hard. She might be a little bit too assertive or too aggressive. So here's a funny thing, though. The study notes, if... If a woman is assertive in asking for more for someone else, she's then seen as altruistic. So if she's advocating on behalf of someone else and saying, you know, they deserve a raise or they deserve this or that or whatever, she's putting herself in the stereotypical nurturer position, um, making sure that she's looking out for the other person, the little guy. Um, and people like that. That's something that's a little bit more palatable and understandable uh, for the for the more understood positioning of women. So interesting stuff. So on negotiations, here here are some thoughts. Um, first, you have to recognize that you're the asset. If you are sitting in a seat speaking to someone else about something that you can bring to the table to increase their value, increase their bottom line, or change the game somehow for them, you're the asset. Um, and, and you need to lean into that and be okay with the fact that what you bring is actually something that they need 
and something that's valuable. So in asking, it's it's okay. It's okay to feel like you're you're getting your worth, whatever you ascribe your worth to be. Um, next, being realistic about your body of work and making sure that whoever you're speaking to has a really good understanding of your portfolio, your work, your details, and your results. So a lot of people will ask for something and not really know all of the work that actually goes into it. So if you can, um, if you can show your work, show the process in getting from um, proposal to execution and helping them understand exactly what goes into the process of creating the results that they would like um, from your own personal experiences and also showing where you've gone above and beyond, where you have gone um, beyond the mark, like this point was successful and you've gone way beyond that. Show them where you're excellent that's a great thing to do. Just help them understand why you are asking for what you're asking for. Um, it helps to show your work sometimes. So before we'd spoken about women um, advocating on behalf of other women, what you can do is have someone advocate on your behalf. Uh, a few years ago, an old mentor told me about having a sponsor. So a sponsor is essentially someone who can who can speak to your work and speak on your behalf and bring up your name in rooms where you're not so that there there's some familiarity um, with who you are and also to 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 uh, solidify your reputation so that people understand that you're valuable and um, you know they can they can kind of have corroboration through another person that they already know who's in the room. People accept advocacy much easier than they accept negotiation. So why not have someone advocate on your behalf? If you know someone who knows the person you're going to talk to, make sure they put in a good word for you. They can speak on your behalf. There's nothing wrong with that. It's always said that success isn't about what you know, it's about who you know. So make sure you're networking, networking constantly, consistency, consistently, excuse me, uh, creating good relationships, not just taking business cards. Oh my gosh. Actually communicating, adding value, being consistent with people, letting them know that you see them as a person and not just an opportunity. Networking, well, depending on what they're looking for from the relationship too. You also have to be a listener. If they're just trying to, you know, trade off something, cool, that's fine. But, you know, just be aware for the context of the relationship and provide. Do that. So when the time comes and you need to you know, say, hey, you know this person, can you speak on my behalf? They will be happy to do it. So make sure that if you're trying to enter a room, maybe have your name bouncing around it a little bit before you get there. Sponsorship, it's a great thing. So having a good understanding of the results, the value that the other person is trying to achieve is a great idea. Um, and also what they've historically paid for it, uh, whether 
in that company or in that industry, what has the the ascribed value already been? Um, look for the maximum, the minimum, and the median. Just kind of see where you are in that. And then um, measure yourself by your experience and that pay and see where you can like realistically land in there. Sometimes being realistic isn't really the move either. Sometimes you just have to shoot high and, you know, come down as they say, oh, I can't afford that. That's fine too. Just know where you're willing to bottom out. Just know where you are willing to bottom out. There's nothing wrong with shooting high. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't, and it's not a big deal. So understand your negotiation style. So right now, I feel like we're in a time of... And maybe it's always been like this, but I've just seen so many personality tests just floating around. Um, And they're great. I love personality tests, frankly. They give you a really good idea of, you know, how you experience life or how another person experiences life and just how to communicate within a context um, and utilize strengths and uh, work on weaknesses so that you can actually just be better at life. Negotiations have a style as well. So my brother got me a book, um, Bargaining for Advantage, by Wharton professor G. Richard Shell. Great book. He spoke about negotiation styles, and there's actually a quiz in the back of the book for you to take, um, whether you're like win-win or win-loss or you know compromise, whatever your negotiation style is. It's really good to know it so that... You can know what fulfillment looks like for you uh, when you actually come to it within a negotiation. Sometimes, you know, you can leave feeling like, you know, I might have gotten what I thought I wanted, but I, I feel a little bit empty. So if you understand what you value in the negotiation um, and what's going to make you feel like you've achieved what you would like to accomplish. Um, so obviously there's the monetary aspect, but there's also understanding what sits well with you. So understand your negotiation style. It's great. And lastly, here's a big one. Understand that you're going to hear no. Um, when I first started my business, I studied sales more than anything um just because as an entrepreneur you're a salesperson first as a person you're a salesperson first um because you're selling ideas you're you're selling your thoughts you're selling a lot of things all the time but we just don't necessarily position it that way um a good book for that minor tangent is uh to sell as human good book I think it's by Daniel Pink. Um, yeah. So uh, when you are selling, when you're negotiating, sometimes the answer is no. And you have to remember that you will probably get a lot of no's, but eventually you'll get a yes. And that yes will be the yes for you. It doesn't make sense to go into a situation and get lower than what will actually work for you and work for your life because that's not sustainable. And then you can't put in the work 
that you need to because then you'll still have to go somewhere else to make up for the the lack like there's still going to be a disparity and you're still going to need to fill it so if if it's a no on your terms realistic reasonable terms it's a no um you have to keep it moving and go to where you can find a yes and you know that's real that's real and that's okay you're gonna hear no a lot you're gonna hear no a lot especially if you're someone who's a little bit more innovative with your ideas and the things you're talking about and thinking just are not the norm or you know maybe you're a little bit early to the game these things happen all the time you're going to hear no but eventually you'll hear yes i think um one sales adage is go out every day and get a hundred no's you know it, it thickens your skin and it makes you able to to look at what you're not doing well um take the feedback figure out how to reposition your pitch and then also make the decision on whether or not where you're pitching is where you actually want to be. No is, is a grace. When people tell you no, it's not a bad thing. It's not the end of the world. Sometimes you reposition and you repitch. Sometimes you just take the meat and leave the bones and you just move on with your life. It's absolutely okay. I think I just hit the mic. Oh, sorry, guys. So, yeah, that is what I have to say about no. No is honestly one of my favorite words because one, it, it can protect you. And two, it, it'll keep you focused. It'll keep you a little bit more focused on what actually is for you. No is a great word. One of my faves, seriously. So you have to keep asking for more. Um, again, realistically and reasonably, you have to keep asking for more um, as it relates to what you have in your hands, what you have as your ability, um, your level of education, your level of experience, like ask for more. It's absolutely fine to. You are investing in you and your abilities and your ability to deliver on behalf of someone else. So if you're putting money into it or if you're putting time and effort into it, time is currency as well time's not refundable. You can get money back. You can't get time back. Then you deserve a return on your investment as well. Why not go get it? So whether it is the social implications or a lack of confidence, you know, practice, practice confidence, practice understanding rejection. Rejection is for your protection, as they say. It's okay. And understand that not everyone's going to understand what it is you bring to the table. So even in terms of the social implications, some places just aren't for you. And if the social implication is such that it would make you uncomfortable, that's not the culture you really want to be in, is it? It's not. Just answer that for you. Thanks, guys. Um, so as my darling friend uh writer director christina faith johnson would say know your worth and let others know it too seriously pitch yourself like package pitch make sure people know get your worth get your value you don't want to undervalue yourself it's hard it's really hard to to move up mentally and emotionally um from that 
but then also people around you will undervalue you as you undervalue you. The truth is you teach people how to treat you. And if you're not treating yourself as the most precious thing, the most useful thing, they won't either. Um, you know, you walk in the room and you say, I'm the best. Some people will accept it. Some people won't. But the people who do, those are your people. And that's that. Guys, thank you once again for tuning into the Busy Girls Brunch podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you once again to come through your screen or through your headphones or your speakers. It is a pleasure and an honor to take this time with you. I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Bye.